begin with verse 3, okay? Ephesians 4, verse 3. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body, one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But to each one of us, grace has been given us, Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, when he ascended on high, he led captives in his train and gave gifts to men. And then I go to 12. To prepare God's people for work of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So, before I get into my, my notes here and all that kind of stuff, what is Scripture telling you? What's it speaking to you about? Hmm? What's that? Ephesians 4. So what is the scripture telling you? Love each other. Love each other. Yeah. Submit. Submit. Yeah. A lot of lessons in this scripture here. And, uh, you would think I was going to talk about unity, but I'm not. <laughs> Thought I'd mess with you a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about family. And some people have probably heard this lesson before, but it bears repeating, I think. Is I have this thing up here. Families are like fudge, mostly sweet with a few nuts. <laughs> Just kidding. So what is a family? Just your definition. What is a family? This is where you talk to me. You know. Okay, good. What else? Yeah. Good. Okay, two people told me something. What else? I'm more, there's more than two people out here, by the way. Common bond. Common bond. Okay. So what is the purpose of family? Let me ask a different way. What's the purpose of family? Which is another twist on the same first question, so a little more direct. 
some of the things that I have in my notes, can't see my notes though, is the purpose is to nurture, protect, teach, care, share, be intimate with, encourage, discipline, love, assist, safety, growth, de develop, uh, iconic unit, feedback, emotional support, life lessons, direct, provide unity of peace, integrity, grateful, and thankful. Those are the ones that I pulled out when I was doing this lesson right here. So in this lesson that I have, it came from a book called Family of God. And so these aren't original ideas. I just kind of added to it when I was going those lessons. So one of the things that um, was was trying to figure out what are good characteristics of a family of God. And the first characteristic they came up with were signs of a healthy church. Was The first one was is that there's a presence of unity, united. What does that mean? Okay. Stick together. Okay. Yep, yeah. I mean, if you look at today's society, a lot of this, these concepts kind of get um, glossed over a lot. And they get redefined by certain groups of people and things like that. So whatever unity is. So one of the things that I always ask when I do this lesson is, so if we're talking about unity, um, one of the first things that always comes up in this lesson is, is does that mean we have to be uniformed? No, yeah, not exactly. Yeah. Because a lot of people are trying to get into that mindset from, from various societal pressures out there that if you're being unified, then you're all uniformed. And that's not true. Talks about being unified, but you still have the diversity of folks that you have. That's what pulls it all together. And so a lot of people get that weaved into the definition a little more than probably they should. Go to 1 Corinthians 12. First Corinthians 12. And somebody read 1 Corinthians 12, 12 through 13. Thank you. So, when we talk about the presence of unity, if we go to the scripture and we go to the Ephesians we read a while back, 
it talks about being unified, but it doesn't say anything about uniformity because you have one body, many parts. If you look in your, in your scriptures, and as you go through chapter 12, it'll talk about all the many parts, but they all come together as a whole. Okay. Uh, go to Romans 15. Romans 15. Five through six. Romans 15. Five through six. Someone read that for me. So once again, I'll ask the question is, so what is the purpose of family? Does everybody in the same family act the same? No. Yeah. So if we're looking at a model for family and we use the scripture as the model of family, which is where Tim's going with some of his lessoning, is the whole idea is you have a lot of different people who do a lot of different things, but together we're unified. And why do we unify under or by? There we go. So it goes back to what you were saying about families and goals. You know, they have a, have a particular goal in mind. This is ours. Okay. This is our goals that are lined out for us right there. Okay. So presence of unity is seen in a healthy family. Okay. Uh, how many have seen the opposite of that? Oh, yeah. Great it's idea. chaos, but when you bring it all together, it's a beautiful picture. And even, but even just one little piece missing mm -hmm. is problematic. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Because you don't have the whole. Yeah. And so I think that is, I've seen, of course, in my world, I've seen disunity in families and all that kind of stuff. And Deborah, when she was JP, saw more than she probably wanted to and disunity and things like that. So one thing is unity is we all looking for, striving for a single goal. Okay. Second item they have as a healthy, sign of a healthy church family like that is the absence of favoritism, status, and prejudice. What do you think about that? Is there such a thing? So go to Galatians 3. Galatians 3. There it is. Galatians 3, 26 through 28. Somebody read that for me. 
Galatians 3, 26 through 28. What is that scripture telling you? What's it speaking to you about? Do you see in that scripture where he's talking about one person has a higher status than the other person? So when you look at the concept of family, and it kind of ties into this idea of, of unity because I've talked about that quite a bit, but the whole idea is like that. Uh, one of the guys that I read quite a bit, or used to read quite a bit, uh, because he doesn't write anymore, uh, is a guy named Stephen Covey. And I read one of his books, he was talking about groups of people trying to have the same common push in the book called The Eighth Habit. And in that, he was talking about what he called the four C's, letter C's, of what happens when you have different statuses of people and you don't have unity like that. And the four he talks about, he calls them the four cancerous behaviors of organizations, what he calls them. Criticizing, one, Complaining, another one. Comparing, is one other. And competing. Let me redo that one. Criticizing, complaining, comparing, and competing. What do you think that that causes disunity? Goes back to that common goal. Yeah. 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 I have a little trouble with that just because I think every person, we're told, I think, every person has different gifts. Mm -hmm. And so I believe if you're in unity, you allow everyone to express their gifts as to the fullest extent that they can Absolutely. in yeah. the church. Because we are all different. Mm -hmm. God said not to make an altar out of hewn stones. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, yeah. every rock is different in an altar. Yeah. And that's what that you do yourself. You don't sing as well as I do, and you're comparing yourself to me. You sing as good as God wants you to sing. That's exactly right. But I know, I mean, that every week, and I'm, I'm comparing myself to you, and I'm saying, well, I'm not going to sing because, because he does it better than. Yeah. 
kind of a level of maturity, though, that you could look at yourself and say, yeah, I can't, I my gift is not singing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can't, you've but that doesn't mean I don't life. sing. Right. Yeah, I can, exactly. I can do this. <laughs> More importantly, one of the things when, I, when I'm studying this lesson and I listen to people's inputs and all that kind of stuff, and when you see somebody who is criticizing, complaining, comparing, competing, where's that energy going? So, yeah, and so I look at myself and I'll say, so if I am trying to compete with somebody or I'm comparing myself to somebody, uh, number one, where's, where's my mindset on that to begin with? But where am I spilling, where am I spending all my energy on? I'm not using it. So I have to pay attention to that. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those things, and because we're human beings, we just, some of us are more competitive than others and things like that, but it just happens, I think. But I think being mature about it is one of the things to kind of acknowledge the idea of that, well, maybe I need to look at this, be more self-reflective about things and trying to understand that. How many people have a hard time looking in the mirror? Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. You know, and if you've been in the, the work world long enough, you've been around people who have had very less conscience than you did. And I'd always say, I wonder what they see in the mirror every day. Just, I don't know, I just, it's a question I ask. And so I turned that to myself, what do I see in the mirror every day? And am I okay with that? in my work world or my group world like that. Am I comfortable with what I've done so far? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. What's that? Okay. That was the extent of my mechanical knowledge, so you had to give it to somebody who knows better than I do. <laughs> I have reflected long enough to know that I know where my boundaries are in mechanical things. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Item number three. So far we've talked about the idea of that we have unity. We've talked about not being have favoritism going on. Number three, emphasis on individual dignity. 
What do you think? I mean, so far we've talked about the unified group. we talked about no favoritism. But do we want to dismiss that there are individual dignities? Spirit can can do things that God can. I mean, and other people cannot do. Man, like speaking for myself personally, yeah. um, I know He's uh, yeah. shown me. He shows me things about myself every single day. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, praise God. Never mind. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it just goes back to what Corinthians was saying: one body, many parts. And what you were talking, everybody has their particular gifts. You know, and we don't want to stifle those gifts like that, which goes back to the individual dignity. I think so everybody has particular skills. Obviously, mine's not mechanical. We just figured that one out already. So, you know, there's certain gifts that happen. And of course, Craig figured that out about a week ago. That that was not my. poking at him. Uh, anyway, I was trying to replace a battery. Didn't know how to do it, and I finally said, okay, I'm beyond my level of knowledge. So we had to go take care of it. Uh, and I think that's important. I mean, there's a lot of different things that people have that are related to their strengths. And uh, I think that's what makes us a good unified body and if you go back to the scripture of 1 Corinthians 12, not everybody can be an eye, not everybody can be, you know, what it states in the, in the scriptures quite a bit. Number four, a de-emphasis on independence and self-sufficiency. What do you think about that one? A de-emphasis on independence and self-sufficiency. Ouch. <laughs> Tell me what you think about that. A de-emphasis on independence and self-sufficiency. Uh, I got it. I don't need your help. <laughs> and now you've gone to meddling. support one another and, and like I said again have more patience yeah. for one another yeah. but in depending on I mm -hmm. you know that's pride yeah. you know and you know mm -hmm. I doesn't get us nowhere yeah um, so what is your definition of dependent dependent yeah because we're talking about the emphasis on independence and self-sufficiency, but what is dependence? That's the other end of it. Yeah. 
depending on one another to see us through and okay. depending on God because he's the reason we are here. But if somebody is overly dependent, what does that mean? They're too full of themselves. <laughs> so what is the definition? I have a method to my madness, by the way. So what is independence? It's an illusion. <laughs> there you go. It's an illusion, yeah. Okay. Yeah. How many times have I said, somebody says, let me help you with that, and what do I generally say? I think it really depends on where your heart is. Yeah. Because if I have something that I'm doing, and I'm going to benefit from it, and I, I want to do it, mm -hmm. I might not want help from someone else at that point. Yeah. But on the other hand, if I'm carrying a heavy load, I might need a lot of help, which I do a lot of times as I get older. But um, so I think you have to have discernment on and be intentional about, well, intentional about some of the decisions you make mm -hmm. and trust in the Holy. I like the Holy Spirit stuff because it's like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And some people, you know, you. I, you ask them before you help them if they say they don't want help then maybe they they really don't want your help they want to be more independent so pardon me right so I mean you kind of have to see where your heart is and yeah. so you can kind of see when we look at this concept sometimes when people say let me help you yeah. they're not coming from a good heart either um, you know when I think of the government and it's like you know, I believe in that saying, if the government comes and says, let me help you, you run the other way. But So anyway, I think your heart really, yeah. leading yeah. from the Holy Spirit's important. <laughs> so, so you can kind of see, I'll get to you in a little bit. Uh, you see that this whole idea of dependence, independence, interdependence, it's not as clear as we think it is. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, we have a saying in our house. It's on the lazy suit. Now come back around. Independence or dependence, either one can be colored by pride. Mm -hmm. And that's a dangerous area for Christians. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. So what's interdependence? We all need each other. Your body. Yeah, exactly. The body's an integrated system. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, Romans 12. Go to Romans 12. Romans 12, 9 through 16. Romans 12, 9 through 16. So, someone read that for me. Cleave to that which is good. Be kindly, affectionate one another with brotherly love, and honor, preferring one another. Not slothfully in business, preferring in spirit, serving the Lord. 
Rejoice in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. Distributing to the necessity of saints given to hospitality. Bless them which persecute you, bless and curse not. Rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep. Be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but consent to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceit. Yeah, thank you. So, let's unpack this one just a little bit. <laughs> it may take a while. Uh, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope patience in affliction, faithful in prayer, share with God's people who are in need, practice hospitality. How do we deal with that? How does a family deal with that? Okay, let's go to the next part of this scripture. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn, live in harmony with one another. Tell me what your thoughts are on that one. harmony makes me think of singing and music and the sopranos will be singing one note probably altos are singing a different one and the basses and tenors are singing still different ones but they all sound beautiful together there you go okay what about the part says bless those who persecute you (laughs) yeah we like to skip over that part don't we What does that mean? Bless those who persecute you. (laughs) We've all had uh, situations where personalities clash and you don't get along with someone. No matter what you do, what you try. But don't don't harbor that. Don't hold on to that. Give it to God. Because he can Good. I know I've been thinking um, over the time, over times, you know, when there's sincere help out there, or, or you know, people trying to edify you, or whatever, and uh, I've mistaken that for persecution. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or I've mistaken uh, the consequences of my own actions as persecution. Right. Hey, and you're not right. That's not righteous. You're not being persecuted for your righteousness, dude. <laughs> you're, you're being, you know. But uh, so that's exactly. Something. Which leads me to the next characteristic. In a healthy family, there is support. Sometimes I think that... Sometimes I think, and I know that I can't do it, but it says I can do all things through Christ. See, so that makes the whole difference in Mm -hmm. me doing it and, and God doing it. You know, it's not me. 
mm. you know, it's supposed to die to self and have price to it, mm -hmm. you know, it's his yeah. battle. Yeah. So how many of us have been recipients of family support? Yeah, just about everybody will raise their hand on it. Yeah. And, uh, and the reason why I bring up this, I want to talk a little bit about what some of the research is saying about, of course, I had to throw some psychology in there. Just have to, I just have to do it. And when they look at the stress research, one of the greatest moderators of stress out there is social support, having a social support system. And that people who don't have that social support system are back to the idea of independence, self-sufficiency, which is sometimes very delusional in their nature because of that. And for those of us who live in this neck of the woods, sometimes that's kind of a hard thing, I think, or at least it is for me anyway, is having to deal with that concept that if somebody wanted to help me, uh, should I let them help me? You know, it's a hard one uh, because it moderates my, no, I can have it. I got it. I got it. So, you know, I can hear my voice going crazy with that one quite a bit. But I, years and years ago, we were talking about this with Paula. Used to, used to be Wolf. I don't know. Hamburg. Yeah. That name, yeah. Uh, and years ago, we were talking about this. And it stuck in my brain. It did. Like I said, you never know what sticks in my brain. It's kind of a scary thing out there. Anyway, so we were talking about supporting things. This is when she was going through her divorce. And there were some people at her church who were wanting to help her. And, of course, what did she say? I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. So, so now you can let Paula know I used her in my, in my lesson now. Anyway. I use everybody in my lessons. So I just got to tell a story. Anyway, but there, there was a wiser person there in the midst of all that chaos that was going on in her life like that. He says, if you, and this stuck with me, so I won't tell me, tell me what you think. He said, if you don't let me help you, you're robbing me of the blessing to help you. That has stuck with me like crazy. So, what do you think about that? Uh, I had a situation like that. Uh, this lady named Cleo was homeless, and uh, she'd always offer me to take a shower at her house or here's some clothes or mm -hmm. some food, and I'd always say no because of my pride. Mm -hmm. And uh, she told me the exact same thing. She says, you know, you're stealing from me. I said, what do you mean I'm stealing from you? Uh, I'm not taking anything from you, period. You know? yeah. She said, well, you're stealing the blessing that I'm, I'm trying to give you. So uh, when she told me that, I was like, well, is that all you want to give me now? You know, I can take <laughs> I'll take this, I'll take that, keep on blessing. So he can get blessed. But right. that always stuck with me, too. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was stealing for her blessing from not allowing her to help me. Yeah. Um, so now when somebody asks me, 
I'm always says yes, yes. Yeah. Because but once again, you, you go back to the beginning of this lesson today, when we're talking about unity, and we're talking about one goal, one vision, one God, like that, that if I'm trying to be part of that group, am I being uh, robbed of that blessing? Anyway, it's something to think about. It's just something that's just stuck in my head, you know. So, because I, I'm one of those people that say, I got it, I got it. So I, I try to pay attention to that. Okay. One last thing before we get out of here. I know the bell rang. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and I, I know for a fact that Augustine pays that forward multiple, multiple, multiple times, right. which is all part of the whole thing, whole concept, the bigger picture of things. Yes. Before we get out of here, to me, the family and what we normally think of a family mm -hmm. is our relations. And I think we're going to treat them with all of these points that you've given. Mm -hmm. You know, my kids didn't always do what I thought they should, but I'm going to love them anyway. Yeah. Most of the time, I'm going to support them. Yeah. Sometimes I want to correct them. But yeah. we can understand that. And I think when Jesus was giving out all these things, he used the family because that's what they could understand. And I think he meant it yeah. for a much larger area. We talk about church family. The further we get away from the physical family, the harder it is to, to live up to these points. Mm -hmm. The church family, that's that's one area. You know, we we have differences between churches. You know, yeah. sometimes we have a hard time with the Baptist, the Methodist, and <laughs> even another Church of Christ. You know, yeah. and and as as you get further away from that, you get people from different countries, and they look different, they act different. Right. It's hard for us to carry this on with the family but I think that's what he meant for us to do I agree like my, you know, like yeah. my, my mother told me a lot of times I love you in spite of and not because of mm -hmm. and uh, I think that's the way we treat our kids and that's the way I think the Lord wants us to treat everybody and it's just harder and harder the further away you get yeah. and I think we'll finish the lesson on that because I couldn't even do any better so we're done <laughs>